You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 1st, 2021. My name is Philip Ross. Welcome to the site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk a little bit about LeBron, what LeBron had to say, why it's somewhat concerning for the Orlando Magic. We'll talk a little bit about the Miami Heat and what they can teach you Orlando Magic and recap the weekend of playoff action as the playoffs continue here in the NBA. We'll get to all that coming up here. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, uh, Friday's episode, a late Friday episode, a Memorial Day weekend episode uh, where we spoke with Cody Taylor of the Rookie Wire about the Magic's rookies. Be sure to go back and listen to that if you have not done so already. Um, definitely worth a listen to uh, as the Magic are awash with rookies. Tomorrow, we'll talk a little bit more about the draft. The Locked On uh, Podcast Network did its first mock draft. We'll talk a little bit about my picks and uh, what I was thinking, uh, as well as some insight on who I had the Magic picking as well in that uh, in that uh, in that draft scenario. I should say we'll get to that. We'll get to that tomorrow. Today, though, we'll talk about the weekend and about LeBron. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Miami Heat after their elimination from the playoffs or the Washington Wizards after their win or the Utah Jazz after their win? Locked on Heat, Locked on Wizards, and Locked on Jazz have you covered. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or college too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Just read on the podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me. This week, I know I previously said Thursday, but we are actually going to move this to Wednesday at 5 p.m. Wednesday at 5 p.m. To get in on the action. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. So over the weekend, um, LeBron James's show, The Shop, put out a, a, a video clip from a conversation that he was having uh, with, of course, his, his business partner, Maverick Carter, as well as Jay-Z and uh, Bad Bunny. Um, Maverick Carter was the one that brought up or, or, or introed the segment that had Orlando buzzing all weekend long. Bad Bunny, for those who don't know, is a, I guess he's like a, a, a Latin reggaeton uh, artist. Not my, not my kind of music, but he is very, very popular. Um, who actually had what I think was one of the better matches at WrestleMania this year in Tampa. Uh, and honestly, if you actually listen, you know, I have a friend who's, a, who's a, uh, a, in wrestling media. I do follow some wrestling media as well. They all seem to agree that Bad Bunny put on the best celebrity performance at a WrestleMania. How did he do this? Well, he actually spent uh, several uh, months in Orlando training to put on a good show. And, and it, it really was. If, if you have Peacock, Go back and watch night one of WrestleMania. That match with Bad Bunny might have been the best match of the night. I am not joking. He was incredible. Good, good on The Miz, good on John Morrison, good on Damian Priest for getting him over. But he did. He did the work. And so Maverick Carter 
asked Bad Bunny about prepping for WrestleMania, about about wrestling in general, because you know there's there's certainly a, a a fair amount of skepticism about wrestling, and Bad Bunny put wrestling over as as he should, and said, "Oh no, no, it's it's real. I had to learn how to take a bump. I had to learn how to fall." And that's uh, as people I know who do wrestling say that is the hardest thing to do is to learn how to fall. And he took those bumps. He took some bumps. Um, but he said he spent several a long, a long period of time in Orlando at the WWE Performance Center training for the event. To which LeBron said, to which LeBron said uh, to, 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 to some extent, I can't believe you lived in Orlando. I would not live in Orlando. I, I hear Orlando and I get PTSD. Which is fair. I'm not going to criticize him so much for that notion. He did spend God knows how long, 95 days or whatever it was, in the bubble. It was an experience that I think everyone around the league underestimated. Um, an experience they would never do again. It was only something necessary to kind of save the season. Uh, and yeah, I, I get it. If, if, if him or anyone never wants to step foot on Disney property for, for a very, very long time. LeBron essentially saying, I, that's why I didn't take my kids to Disney World. I have PTSD about being in the bubble. But just fair. Okay, I'm, I'm not going to be upset about that. But Maverick Carter took it the next step. He said, said if, Orlando, you would never, if Orlando wanted to sign you, would you go? If Orlando traded for you, if the Magic traded for you, would you go? To which LeBron responded, and, and I'm paraphrasing the quote here, they can trade me to Orlando. I live in Malibu. I ain't going. And there was a, at least some statement in the middle there from LeBron and, and Carter of why would you even live in Orlando? To say the least, us here in Orlando took offense to that, as we should. Orlando is a great place. The City Beautiful is a fantastic, diverse community that is really coming into its own. Um, you know, I, I am not an Orlando historian by any stretch of the imagination, but I am a lifelong Orlando resident. I was born here in Orlando. I left for college and I came back. And I can tell you that, you know, I'm sitting here in my downtown apartment that I never imagined I would want. When I was growing up, downtown was not someplace you want to be. Literally all we had growing up was Disney. There was not much else going on. I can tell you sitting here in my 30s, I could not imagine living anywhere else, at least as a bachelor, other than downtown Orlando. It is, it, we have a vibrant, we have a pretty vibrant nightlife. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the, the, the most hopping thing in the world, but um, we have plenty of arts and culture. We have a thriving food scene, to be perfectly honest. Orlando is very much a city, in my opinion, that is young and growing into its own, trying to find its identity. Yes, Disney is a very, very important part of our economy. The service industry, you know, and Disney are the largest employers in the, in the city and in the region. We're not hiding or ashamed of Disney by any stretch of the imagination. But as Mayor Buddy Dyer tweeted out in response to this clip that got released from the shop, Next time you're in Orlando, let me show you show off our community because you did not see all of Orlando. I, I, I really can't believe this, but probably the most liked tweet that I have sent from the Orlando Magic Twitter account at Daily 
was, was kind of in response to this saying, a reminder, Orlando is not Disney. Disney is not Orlando. We just share an airport. And look, if you came to Disney and flew through MCO and flew through Orlando, you probably never actually stepped foot in Orlando. Because Disney does a really good job making sure those buses are right there to take you on property and you never leave Disney property. There is a real city here. And it's a city that is trying to carve an identity, trying to carve its, make its own way. It's a city that, along with Daytona Beach and Melbourne, so Central Florida as a whole, has passed Miami and the Nielsen DMA ratings and the media, and the media size. You can't say that Miami is a larger media market than Orlando anymore. It's not true. And that's Miami, Fort Lauderdale. So don't, don't think that, that we're skimping because Miami is actually a smaller city uh, compared to, to, to Orlando. Or a smaller city by land area, I believe. Orlando is a larger media market than Miami. And this is really the point that, that I think really rubbed everyone the wrong way, whether it was Anthony Simons, whether it was me, whether it was you, whether it was whoever. This is a small thing, and LeBron is right to, to have, to, to you know, maybe joke a little bit about his PTSD from the bubble. I get it. He doesn't ever want to go to Walt Disney World. That's fine. He's got to rep his, you know, he's living in Los Angeles right now. He's got to rep his far inferior theme parks in Los Angeles. I get it. But... It hit a nerve because Orlando is trying to be more. When you think Orlando, yes, the parks are part of us, but it shouldn't be all of us. And it's not all of us. The economy is rapidly expanded. They're, they're, this, this is a much more busy and bustling economy. And, and yes, it, 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 and I'm not saying that it doesn't need to continue to expand beyond the service industry and beyond the theme parks. That is absolutely a huge problem that is facing Orange County. Low wages are a huge issue in Orange County, especially as you know people trying to live downtown or trying to live in Central Florida uh, are struggling to afford it on the salaries that the theme parks and the service industry provide. It is one of the big issues facing this facing this region. But there's also a lot of growth whether it's from Medical City in Lake Nona and the, the burgeoning uh, biomedical uh, industry that is, that is coming here to Orlando, whether it is the graduates from UCF who have really supercharged the hometown pride for this city. People go to UCF and they stay. And UCF is the second largest uh, university by enrollment, I believe, in the United States. Or at least it was fairly recently. It's, it's a very, very large university. It's supercharging the civic pride and, and, and this belief that Orlando can be more. But the reality is the perception has not changed. And that's exemplified by what LeBron said. To LeBron and too much of the outside world, Orlando is still just the theme parks, a way station to get where you want to go, a transient city where people visit and leave, not where people stay. And trying to prove that Orlando is not these things is one of the more difficult things to do. Why did those UCF fans go crazy and you know continue to claim their national championship and continue to make noise? Because like UCF in the college football atmosphere, Orlando in the larger sports atmosphere, and certainly in the NBA atmosphere, 
It's trying to make its mark, trying to shed old narratives about it. College football is actually a great example of this. People still respect Michigan, but Michigan hadn't won anything in a long time. People still respect Notre Dame, when Notre Dame hasn't run any, won anything in a long time. I'm a Northwestern fan. Northwestern's won some things. Two Big Ten, Big Ten West titles in the last three years, but everyone still pretends like we're in the 80s and we're a terrible, terrible program. That's what's going on here. So why does LeBron rub us the wrong way here? Because he's an influencer. He's the biggest name in sports, in American sports. And when he says something, when he reinforces this stereotype that the Magic are trying to shed, it only makes it worse. If that's how he feels, what are the Magic going to do the next time they have to go up for a free agent? We've often said that the Magic are a great free agent destination because of their location in Florida, because of the great weather, because of the no-state income tax, and all that. And honestly, you know, the great facility, especially with the new practice facility that's opening up, uh, and honestly, and honestly, just being a great place to raise a family. But the Magic aren't ever players in free agency. Everyone wants to go to Miami. Miami's always a player because that is a destination city. Orlando is not considered such. And the last time the Magic got a max player was Richard Lewis when they already had Dwight Howard in place. And they honestly probably bid against themselves a little bit, although that signing I think was worth it in the end. All the Magic stars eyed quote-unquote bigger markets. Shaq to LA, Dwight eyeing Brooklyn, eyeing Dallas. LA. That was part of the reality. Orlando has a little bit of a little brother complex. I'm not going to deny that. And now it's up to them to try and change it. Sports will be a part of that, whether it's Orlando City really becoming the first sports team that is Orlando's own, that no one else brought a secondary fandom to or, or brought a previous fandom to. Or whether it's the magic breaking through here. We've seen what the magic can do and what sports can do to change a city's perception. When Shaquille O'Neal arrived in Orlando, this was a way station. And Shaq changed everything about Orlando. And frankly, the magic are still reaping the benefits of it. The city is still reaping the benefits of that civic pride that comes from a team that does well in your city. And of course, the Magic have a chance at another transformative pick this year. Another chance to rewrite history and help this city change what people think of it. Sorry, LeBron. You're wrong. You didn't live in Orlando, and I hope you get a chance to really experience this city once again. We'll talk a little about the NBA playoffs coming up here in just a moment, but first... This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting rooms for Locked On Magic about once a week. So yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. 
You have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Magic podcast through our locker room conversations. Be sure to join me this week. I'll be hosting room this week on Wednesday at 5 p.m. That is a change from what I said earlier last week. Wednesday, not Thursday, at 5 p.m. So go download the free locker room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at P. Rossman Reich, P-R-O-S-S-M-A-N-R-E-I-C-H, to be notified when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I'm planning to be live this week on Wednesday at 5 p.m. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Orlando Magic, so we'll see you there. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's podcast also brought to you by your pals at rockauto.com. Uh, it is getting to be the summer already. It's beginning of June. Temperatures starting to creep up. Those afternoon thunderstorms are on their way. It's a lot for your car to handle. The heat alone is always a big thing for your car. So get it ready with parts from rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate, so quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season, even if the Orlando Magic aren't in them. Be sure to check out Michelob Ultra today and enjoy one while watching the NBA playoffs. As we've been doing over the course of the postseason so far, we're going to talk about the eliminated teams from the playoffs and what lessons they can teach the Magic or what similarities they might have to the Magic because as the Orlando Magic, our team at the beginning stages, it's important to look at what's working and what's not working in the league as this team begins to build and grow. And obviously the Magic will have their own path. They'll have the... the They'll have the, the draft, obviously, as a, as a centerpiece of Jonathan Isaac and Marco Fultz coming back. Everyone makes their own path to the, lead, to the, to the title if, they're gonna get, if they eventually do get there. It's, it's, it's never usually the same path, it's, but there are always little things you can learn. So I want these segments to be a look at, at what we can learn, what lessons we can glean, and, and, and what pitfalls to avoid, and just kind of observations that we have that relate to the magic. Now, the Miami Heat came into the season with huge expectations. Coming off the NBA Finals, uh, just this belief that the Heat, you know, captured some lightning in a bottle in the bubble, but were certainly more than capable of continuing to grow and build from it. They had Jimmy Butler, who was stellar in the postseason. They had Bam Adebayo, who's growing up. They had Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, two solid young players. They had all the pieces it felt like to build off that run to the finals and, and prove that maybe, maybe not make it back this year, but prove that it was not just some fluke. And on top of that, 
they were going to come into the cap room or have the ability to go after one more star player. The Heat came back with largely the same roster. A few changes here and there, but mostly the same roster, just like the Orlando Magic. And it was interesting to watch the two teams and think about the two teams that played each other on opening night of the season. Yes, way back when, the Magic opened the season against the Miami Heat. Uh, And it was a game that felt like it had a lot of weight. Because the Magic 2 were bringing back virtually their entire roster. They were seemingly healthy again. Uh, minus Jonathan Isaac, of course. And they believed they could compete with a team like the Heat. They believed they were poised to be a surprise team like the Heat were and take that next step. As the Magic won that game on a huge on a bunch of huge plays, but just a really big win for the Orlando Magic, it felt like at the time, as the Magic went out and won that game, it felt like they could conquer that world. But as the two Florida teams end their season, it sure feels like they, both teams did not meet their expectations. In fact, I think it's safe to say that both teams did miss their expectations. And two teams that felt like their continuity, their culture, would be enough to carry them through this season found out that that bet wasn't a good one. You can't rest on your laurels. And the Magic certainly have done that the last two off-seasons to too much criticism. Some of it because they were backed into a little bit of a salary cap corner. Um, they weren't able to kind of get themselves out of the contracts that they had. They needed to double down the first year and hope that they could build enough to make that big trade. It just never materialized. The kind of trades that Miami has made several times. And again, as I argued last off-season, Miami, Orlando was kind of following a similar path to Miami. But both the Magic and the Heat showed why that path can be perilous. Why it doesn't always work. Why it can fail. If you stagnate, if your players do not grow, if you do not get better as a team, growing from the middle is no longer growing from the middle. It's being stuck in the treadmill of mediocrity. And that's what happened to both the Magic and the Heat this year. The Magic were just in a position where pulling the plug made sense. Miami is not quite in that position. But to be sure, the Heat will be active this offseason to get themselves out once again. Because they stagnated and did not grow just as much as the Magic didn't. The lesson to gain from where the Heat occurred, and an embarrassing, frankly, four-game sweep to the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that they thoroughly beat last year. A team, by the way, in the Bucks that made changes both to their strategy and to their roster to make sure that didn't happen again. They were not satisfied. They They admitted failure and learned from it and got aggressive. Both the Magic and the Heat were put into a position where they had to make those same choices. He'd have Jimmy Butler, they have Bam Adebayo, they've got a solid base, but they're going to have to be aggressive. And their play to get Victor Oladipo did not work out this year. In fact, it's not even clear if the Heat will re-sign Oladipo this offseason. But what happened with the Heat was that stability and continuity petered out. Things grew stale. Injuries hit them a little bit hard for sure. 
but they were not able to kind of recapture what worked last year. And that gets back to the old saying that Steve Clifford seems to have every year. That no team is the same. You can have the same players, but no team is the same. They're always competing interests. Things change. So what Pat Riley describes as the problem of more. The more success a team has, the more their interests maybe don't align as much anymore. Players are looking for their next contract. They had marketing deals. They're, they're, they're not about the team as much anymore. It's about getting them back into that mindset of being for the team. I'm not saying that happened in Miami. I'm not saying that happened necessarily in Orlando. Very clearly here in Orlando, things grew stale. The group of Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, which had been together for seven years, they all kind of recognized the end was near. And frankly, they played like it. The urgency and intention to detail was not there with the team knowing that the end was coming. You could tell, honestly, by the way, Aaron Gordon talked about being in Denver and how excited he was for that new opportunity. He was ready for something new. He was ready to make his own mark, a mark that he could no longer make in Orlando. The real tricky part for a GM is understanding when to pull the plug. And I know a lot of you are probably saying, oh, the Magic should have pulled the plug much sooner. And I don't think you're wrong. The Magic gambled a little bit that they could, that making the playoffs again would be worth it. I think it was the right choice, to be perfectly honest. Especially with everything that this franchise has been through. So too, then, was the choice to blow things up and restart the way that the Magic did. So they recognized... Keeping it together was not getting the job done. Things had gone stale. And continuity for continuity's sake is not a path to success. That's the lesson the Miami Heat teach the Orlando Magic as they exit the playoffs. We'll talk a little bit about the playoffs and what's going on, what happened in Monday's action as well as the weekend coming up here in just a moment. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. The NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs also going on right now so you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. So before the next pitch, tip-off, or puck drop, head to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. Head to the website. Use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Another pair of games in the book in the NBA playoffs on Monday as the Washington Wizards stave off elimination for one more day, defeating the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 4. And the Utah Jazz put away the Memphis Grizzlies to take a 3-1 series lead. Um, You know, the weekend obviously was was kind of a dull one for playoffs. You know, we saw a lot of teams really take control. Not a lot of close games to speak of. The Jazz actually played one of the closer games in Game 3. Um, but like they did in Game 4, just put their foot down. Um, just a veteran group beating a young team. I mean, Memphis has the fight. I, I think you can really appreciate how Memphis is playing. But the Jazz just... The Jazz are, are just dialed in. Um, you know, I do have questions about the Jazz. Uh, they haven't really answered any of my questions, I think, as far as uh, whether their offense is going to work 
against elite defenses in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think that their shooting can kind of go cold, which is what happened in game one. But also what happened in game one was they didn't have Donovan Mitchell. And, and they need a healthy Donovan Mitchell because they just don't have a lot of guys who attack the rim with kind of the fervor and, and, and danger that Donovan Mitchell does. I mean, Mike Conley can do it a little bit, but Donovan Mitchell has such great control over the game and pace over his shot. Um, and he's just a guy that can take over. And I mean, I think one thing that we can all see is to be successful in the playoffs, you need a perimeter guy who can take over. Um, you're not winning on bigs alone. I mean, that's going to be the big question facing Philadelphia. I mean, you took away Joel Embiid, and injuries play a huge role in this thing, but Philadelphia took away Joel Embiid, and they were playing a lot more through Ben Simmons, and you could tell that there was just a discomfort about it, that that the, the Sixers just weren't able to get their offense kind of cranking at the same level that they would have with Embiid in the game. Now, I don't take anything away from Washington. They played a great game. Bradley Beal with a great third quarter. Russell Westbrook just putting absurd stat lines up continuously. Um, but Philadelphia, uh, you know, Philadelphia has some flaws very, very clearly. Uh, and I think that lack of a perimeter creator is a big one. Um, you know, Ben Simmons is a creator as a, as a distributor, but not as a scorer. Tobias Harris is, I think, still a little inconsistent as a scorer, especially in these playoff moments. While well, he stepped up big in many ways, um, couldn't kind of lift the team. There was a possession there where they were down, I think, two, and Harris rushed a, sh- rushed a shot that, that needed to go in and needed a good possession. And Philadelphia just didn't look completely organized without Embiid as kind of the central figure on that roster. Um, overall, you know, I think we're, we're seeing the teams that we expect to kind of really assert themselves. The Denver-Portland series right now is the one that I think is the most interest around the league, with Portland holding a 2-1 series lead as they head, uh, as they head uh, into Game 4. Um, obviously, just a, a, a huge game for Denver. Uh, they they left Game Three saying that is it Game Three or Game Four? Shoot, oh, now 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 I'm blanking on it. Uh, um, they left they left that last game where they got blown out on Saturday. It was Game Three. Um, they got they left that game. Denver saying that they didn't play hard. That they they did not bring the effort they needed, the intensity they needed for a playoff game. And there's a lot of disappointment in that. And that is a team that should not have those problems. They have played in the playoffs. They've gone deep in the playoffs. I know they're missing Jamal Murray, but they need to play a whole lot better. That is a very winnable series. But now Portland definitely feels like they're in control and they can win the series. It's going to be a great game four on Tuesday night as the Blazers take on the Nuggets. Um, obviously, we're kind of just waiting, I think, for the real rounds to begin. Unfortunately, it sometimes feels like the first round is very pro forma. Um, you know, we're getting a taste of what this playoffs are going to be, but I think there's a lot of good stuff coming down the pike. I, th- I think the second round series are going to be great. Lakers, Suns has been ugly. A um, lot of injuries, unfortunately, that, that have kind of taken away from that series. Uh, we'll see if Anthony Davis is able to play on Tuesday as well. Um, but overall, the playoffs are continuing to move on. We'll talk a little bit about the draft on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll go over the Locked On NBA mock draft. I also have coming up later on in the week a look at the Magic's books and finances and where the Magic are positioned for the offseason well. So plenty to get to in addition to the playoffs as well. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast as well. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, what is causing fans to act like idiots at sporting events? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. You, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me again on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including our continuing player evaluations, 
check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this is Philip Crossman-Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.